This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! And Moyskade onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two with Ketunga. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield down. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield down. 2 0 Huddersfield down. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! Cummins scored! Cummins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward, De Plattras got the better! Yes! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Lovely stuff. Huddersfield's championship status is secured, but will there be any safe opinions tonight? Let's hope not. Welcome to the warm-up episode 33. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview Huddersfield's match against Reading. is someone who has secured, I can't speak today, secured his status as the second best host on Annie Takes That Chance, although I've just messed that up, so clearly he's the first best. It's Mr. Matt Shaw. How are you? Hey, mate. I'm all right, mate. I'll take second. Okay. No, too many S's, so uh, <laughs> you definitely bumped up to first now. But first the worst, second the best. You want to be second. Um, I have seen Matt's hairy chest. Uh, so, <laughs> it's not when, going when, well. I mean, we've all seen your chest, but when have yeah. you seen? We've seen your chest too. And mine as well, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe we should introduce... the only chest that has not been seen by either podcast. This is amazing. And it's not going to start now before we... <laughs> I've absolutely ransacked this intro. I'm, I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it in. Um. Well, anyway, we, we know that I will introduce uh, our other guest who we have seen his chest. It's uh, very much a man familiar to town fans, safely say town fans know who he is. It's uh, Stephen Jicken. How are you, Stephen? Hi, Brady. Yeah, I'm good. 
Uh, I'd ask how you're doing, but I think Matt just did it. And if he didn't, that's Matt just being rude, isn't it? And then well, that's one of the yeah. second best. Exactly. <laughs> Lack of host welfare. <laughs> the trick is, as you can probably tell by this podcast, listeners and viewers on YouTube, because Matt sticks the video on without telling us sometimes. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's which, good. So I did have, I did actually have more of my chest on show there than I would have done if I'd known this was going on YouTube. So that's fun. It, well, if we ever did Patreon, that would be for viewers who pay. You have to pay for. <laughs> that's the only fans. Is that? I was about to say, yeah, that's more only fans. <laughs> We need some discussions. Anyway, as you can probably tell, um, we're not really bothered about this game, um, <laughs> but we'll try. We'll try our best. Um, I'll set the scene, shall I? Uh, Reading are seventh in the table on sixty-nine points. Please nice. be, please be. I thought call them nice, uh, but fell away from the playoffs after winning just one in their last ten matches. Uh, last game was to Norwich, lost four-one, um, and but interesting to know they're actually unbeaten in six at home. Um, and that's all I've really got about Reading. Um, nowhere near the playoffs kind of fizzled away. Obviously beat us 2-1 earlier in the season. Lucas Jow with a with a double. Um, Fraser Campbell, I think, getting the other goal. Um, but Steve, I'm going to come to you first as guest, as an expert on town and other teams. Um, how's, how, how do you feel town uh, are going to do in this game against Reading? Uh, yeah, I think you've kind of alluded to it in that we we don't really care, do we? I mean, it's a it's a complete dead rubber. Season's over, and I said in the five conclusions last week that I almost you know I don't care if they want to show up in swimming trunks to this game. I'm still not going to slate them for it because it's effectively a postseason friendly at this point. And you know, Danny Ward and Carlos Gorbrand were talking a good game about in their pre-game press conferences and try to, you know, talk about the fact that they've still got to get their points target. They want to finish on a high. Um, and on our podcast, Dave Hartrick is sort of saying it is important. They try and take something positive out of the game and, and you know, give something to cheer going into the summer. But my own personal view is I, I think everyone's forgotten about this game as soon as it's over, basically. Um, but you know, it would still be nice to get a win. Um, it was notable in the the press conference. Speaking of that, Carlos Gorbrand's demeanour was was totally different to how it's been the last sort of couple of months. He's he's always been quite a serious and straight ahead type character, um, but he was even more so uh, recently. And today was actually sort of laughing and joking, which is almost the first first time we've seen that. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't you know, taking the mic out of its holster and uh, and doing a, a tight 10 minutes. But he was, um, you know, he was in a notably better spirit. And I think we've already seen that just getting over the line has sort of taken, away, taken the weight off a few people. Um, and it's hard to say what effect that's going to have, you know, whether they're going to, you know, go through the game and, and it doesn't matter or whether playing without pressure might actually suit them now and they can, can go and play with a bit of freedom. Yeah, and um, I'm going to I'm going to go a bit off piece here. Uh, we, I'll come to you in a second, Matt. But I was going to ask Steve, um, just how, how has it been to cover this season? Obviously, it's been so flat in the second half. Like, how has it been for you as as a reporter? You know, going to the press conferences and seeing the team in the stadium. Obviously, not everyone can can go in at the moment. But how has it been for you? Yeah, I mean, we we do the press conferences over Zoom these days. We're not they're still not back at, at Canal Side for the press conferences. Um, but I don't know the, the first half of this season was, I mean, it's probably similar to being a fan, you know, was very up and down and, um, but, but sort of generally on that, that upward trajectory. And I think, 
um like a lot of fans and we, we try and if we have a hunch about how something's gone or at least me uh if if i have a hunch about how something's going to go i tend to keep it to myself unless i've got a really good reason to believe that and i didn't particularly fancy town's chances this season um i thought i shared the fancy that the squad was really thin um and that, that things were were looking not great and that sort of continued into the season and, and you got to the Brentford game and they still hadn't scored a goal. They still hadn't, you know, they'd done all right against Norwich, but they, they weren't exactly posing a threat. It was more, they just weren't getting, I mean, we're seeing what Norwich <laughs> can do uh, on their day, unfortunately in the reverse leg. But um, yeah, it's, I think at that start of the season, it was, it was difficult not to get into too much of a season in review here. Um, and then suddenly they, they string a few results together. And that Swansea game, I think, was a big turning point because um, I'm sure people remember that was the day after transfer deadline day. It was the day after the Rolando Aarons deal had fallen through and the fans were absolutely uh, going ballistic. Um, the, 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 um, on the morning of that game and then suddenly they turn around and and win um which no one expected and and you're off to the races then but i think it's been it's been challenging it's the first time that i've really had to sort of go out of my way to sort of criticize a manager quite heavily to be honest because i think there have been a few games where they've just got things completely wrong and they're the obvious ones it's it's um it's obviously it's Bournemouth away Norwich away and Blackburn away most recently. And you, you don't like to be sort of questioning people's jobs or, you know, uh, or slagging people off because, you know, it's, 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 it's no fun to write those things. I'd much rather they were winning every week and I just, you know, put loads of jokes in all my articles. Um, but it is, it has been difficult sometimes and I think sort of the last few weeks and the last couple of months of the season it's been really difficult to find new things to say because everyone knows what the issues are um, everyone knows what the problems are everyone knows what needs to happen in the summer in, in terms of recruitment and um, it's, it's been quite difficult to find sort of new ways to put a, a, a different spin on on the same old story the second half of this season. Good point Matt as now the best host on Annie Takes That Chance after my intro, a good host keeps us on track. So we were we were talking about Reading. Uh, so have you done any any look into Reading or, you know, just how you think yeah, Town do? Yeah, I did, I did start to have a look into Reading and then I thought a lot of it might be pointless because, you know, they're pina coladas on the Sun Lounger, aren't they? And there's um, a couple, I think they might throw a couple of uh, youngsters in. You know, there's there's one midfielder, Tetek, who's, uh, who's come in. I think that's might be the correct pronunciation. Uh, do, do you like pina coladas? Uh, all right. Get caught <laughs> Are you in into rain? yoga? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go on. What's the um, nice song though. But <laughs> wouldn't get uh, this but... on your pod, would you, Steve? You just say say the. Yeah, you would. Arms, don't you? <laughs> you would. Um, but yeah, so Reading, they haven't won in the last five games either. So I think mentally they've tuned out a little bit now. That I think there's a bit of a disappointment, but. Um, the game itself could go one of two ways. You've got two teams that I don't think really care. I think Town are 20th, really, whatever happens, uh, unless they get a big win and Bristol City lose. Uh, but So I, I don't think there's much at stake, like Stephen said. I don't think there's much more to add in, in that sense. Uh, but yeah, Reading, decent at home, better at home than they are away. Um, 12 shots per game on average. 
at home. But like I say, a lot of these, a lot of these stats maybe now that the season's ground to a halt, probably a bit pointless, I would I would imagine. But I would I would look more towards their form guide and it just indicates that Reading are probably probably just gradually winding down. So um but yeah, so it's it's gonna be one of those end of season um dirge matches, I would imagine. It, you know, I never know. Stephen might be right. The pressure might be off both sides and they might go out and it might be seven five or something. But I would imagine both teams will just play it out at 70 percent, I think. And I'll come to Stephen in a sec, but um Hopefully, hopefully it is interesting if anyone is watching it and not uh, Derby Chef Wednesday. But was there a key player you picked out, Matt, for Reading? Yeah, do you know what? When you look at Reading's side, their front four is as good as many in the league. Really, they've got Ajaria, who's who's inconsistent, but he's decent. Um, on the left hand side, they've got Michael Elise, six goals, eleven assists, yeah, and and I think the more impressive thing is he, he averages two key passes a game as well. And you look at what we do, and the most we do is one point two with. Iting, Benza and Karoma are all level. Um, so, you know, he's he's decent, is uh, Michael Elise. And then you've got John Swift, who's not really played most of the season as well, sort of playing as a, an attacking eight or a 10. Uh, and then Zhao. So if they turn up, they can they can hammer any side on, on the day. That's a really good um, a really good front four. That Recently, they've changed the, uh, the centre-back pairing a bit. Uh, I think Gibson's playing at the minute with, I think it's Holmes at the back. And uh, that's probably a little bit, a uh, little bit more of a, a greener partnership, if you like, and an unusual one. So if there is a weakness with Reading to exploit, I would imagine it'll probably come down uh, the left flank with Karoma uh, and uh, the, the two centre-backs who, according to whoscored.com, have not had the best ratings in the last few games. So I would imagine that'll be where Huddersfield uh, will find any joy. But midfield will be tough with that, with that Hoggy. He'll have his uh, hands full for sure, as will who plays at left-back and right-back, because obviously Pippa and Toffolo aren't going to play. So it'll be very tough in midfield, and I think the trick might be to to sit a bit deeper than what we we do. And if but if we go silly like we do against Blackburn, they could easily pick us off and absolutely murder us in the first sixty minutes. Yeah, I think that's my concern. I had prepared because I I picked Michael Elise, you know, just in case it went wrong. I've got a, the room. You're tearing me apart, Elise. I mean, just say, <laughs> oh, no, no. Come on, Steve. Come on, I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. Um, anyway. <laughs> We'll come to you, mate. Uh, what what have you thought of Reading? Obviously, it is a bit of a different game because it's a it's a dead rubber to use the cliche. Um, there's no there's there's no room for those kinds of jokes. Um, oh, Lucas Yao, I mean, you can't really look past him. He, he absolutely tore tore town to shreds um, at the John Smiths back in January, and I don't think there's I don't think there's that many uh, strikers in this division who can make things happen all on their own. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously the teams that come down from the Premier League tend to have them. Um, um, but I think Luka Zhao is, is very much one of them. You know, he can um, he can take people on. He, he, he re- I, I seem to recall he ran Romani Edmonds-Green ragged um, it, back in January. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a real handful. And, you know, he's, he's, he's got the goals this season to, to back that up. You know, 19 goals this season, uh, and he'll be, I'm sure, keen to get to to 20. So, yeah, I, but I mean, he can create as well. You know, he's not, he's got seven assists on top of his goals, and yeah, I mean, he's a. I know people have been sort of crying out for a striker, and I think when when town fans say we want a striker, that is exactly what they want: is a player who can, who can make things happen on their own and sort of create something out of nothing, but they really are so few and far between in this league. 
I'd say he's a little bit out of form as well as Lucas Shaw. I think he's got one in his last nine, which is obviously tempting fate for a hat trick now on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> but he's um he's very good. But hopefully, I, I've got a feeling they might throw Baldock in because I think Baldock's um probably going to play his last game for Reading. So I won't be surprised if he got. Uh, I think that's kind of sort. Odd. I think that's kind of indicative of of Reading season though, because I don't know if people remember. Probably they do. The start of this season, they were the team they were massively outperforming their xg they like they were yeah. sco- like they were getting like an xg of like less than one <laughs> a game and scoring three they were scoring with every shot weren't they every time yeah. they went in the opposition yeah, half it was in the back of the net didn't, yeah. didn't they score yeah it was it was stupid didn't they score like 20 goals off like 30 shots or something like that at the start yeah. of the season it was ridiculous yeah, were crazy um and obviously that was always going to be unsustainable um you know that they they ran out of steam i think they 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 probably dropped back to well they they regressed to their mean um, and and have ended up I think they would have hoped to have still been in with a chance well they definitely would have hoped to have still been in with a chance uh, of getting a playoff spot at this point but um, they've almost had the opposite season to Barnsley who started quite indifferently well quite really poorly in fact Barnsley um, and have ended up taking that that spot off them so yeah it's. Um, two out-of-form teams going at it in a dead rubber. Who knows? Well, let's hope we're surprised. I mean, I, I remember... Um, da! What? You said you hoped you were surprised. If, if anyone wants to listen on how to not do a podcast, I would recommend <laughs> this for future listening. Um, we're all... as Maybe like the game, this isn't going to be a classic. Um <laughs> that's really thrown me off Steve uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jump in with key players for town uh I'm gonna go for Lewis um just because I think the midfield's gonna be key um I hope he has a good game so we can talk about it you know have something to talk about in this game and also selfishly I hope you he has a good game so you Steve can write a good article about him again so it bumps up his price tag a little bit more um so that's <laughs> My reasoning. Yeah, I think I don't think you need too much selling on um, on Lewis O'Brien. I think I think the price tag that's been banded about is it's much too low. Um, we'll see how it goes this summer. I mean, there's no guarantees that anyone's going to come in from him. From from what I understand, I, I say from what I understand, just from you know speaking to to fellow journalists. And I think this is out there anyway. I don't think I'm sort of spreading any trade secrets I think Newcastle he's sort of their second choice he's sort of their um, if they don't get Willock they're going to go for him um, or could go for him but there's other clubs interested as well you know we know that Burnley have been looking at him we know that Norwich have been looking at him um, and there's there were rumours about Sheffield United sort of keeping track of him as well I'm always sceptical when you Brentford talk about well. yeah I'm always sceptical when you talk about teams keeping track of players because everyone's always keeping track of everyone but yeah um i believe there is interest from from at least a few of those teams we'll see matthew who have you picked for town as your key player um it it could potentially be any because you're looking defensively and um if we want to win this game then you've got to keep the ball out of the net and ryan schofield's got to uh probably got to perform well. If they average 12 shots a game, Ryan's going to have a little bit of work to do. And, you know, shot stopping's is his thing, really. Uh, not so much the corners underneath the crossbar, but shot stopping's uh, what Ryan, you know, Ryan is, is decent at. Um, but in terms of town, I think that the joy will come down the left-hand side if we get any. That's usually where we, we come. You know, they've got a really good left-back who's uh, Omar Richards, I think it is, who's going to Bayern Munich at the end of the season. He's really, he's really good. 
so I would think that any joy we get will come down that sort of combination down the left hand side of uh, O'Brien and Toffolo, uh, not Toffolo, uh, O'Brien and Caroma. So I'm probably going to go Josh Caroma as our um, our key player this week, and uh, even got the conch ready. Look, just in case. Oh, <laughs> Matthew, uh, in one of the because this podcast is just you know it's going everywhere. The shit show. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> that's there you go. There's your title. Oh, can you swear um, on this show? Yeah, we, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Don't take the piss. Though. This is this is the more family um, family one of the two, isn't okay, it? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I um, won't say what Hartrick normally says before we put the mics on. Then I know exactly what he says. Don't give away the trade secrets, um, Matt. I'm going to ask you, you know, because this is just going, you know, going everywhere. In a what if scenario, if Karoma was uh, wasn't injured for so long, do you think Town would be higher up the table, or do you think we'd still be equally? As bad? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Not 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 much further. Um, I also think Karoma would probably be hitting around 17 goals maybe this year 16 17 18 and and probably shooing for a, a transfer move away in the summer at a decent price uh i think the injury on that front may help us keep him for another year uh, and get a higher price at the end of that so uh, maybe there's a silver lining with josh caroma but yeah I, I think he's been great when he's played he's a he's been a real surprise this season as, as josh caroma he's uh, there's there's more to him than just a cut inside and shoot. Um, he's, he can go on the outside, not doesn't tend to as much, but he can go on the outside. He can put a decent cross in. He's strong. He can lead the line if he has to. You know, we saw him last week drop back and help out as a wing back temporarily. Uh, he's got a lot to his game. I'm a big fan, um, and I think he will go on to have a very very good career. I just hope we can keep him for as long as possible and maximize that value. But yeah, I think we would have been higher, and I think uh, his goal tally would have been decent as well. Did you say there was a silver lining with, with Josh Crowley? I did. That's why he got the book. Oh, oh what we, we... just <laughs> anyway. Um silver lining. What, what's Josh that you got there, Steve? What's that reading material you have there? Uh this is uh Silver Linings, Bobby Robson's England by David Hartrick, but that's by the by. Yeah, I would agree with Matt there. I think um I think Karoma is um, you know, Carlos Gorbran was talking in the press conference earlier and saying was basically running through sort of key moments this season and um he admitted finally i think we've asked him you know sort of where things gone wrong and he's been a bit tight-lipped i think now that they're safe he felt a, a little bit more able to go into things um and be a bit more reflective rather than constantly just going no we're focused on the next game focused on the next game and you can understand that um but he you know he acknowledged what a big loss josh caroma had been and and i agree with matt i think it's evident that he would have he would have been well up into the double figures if he hadn't got that injury um, because he is a player. He is what we were talking about earlier, that player who can make something happen out of nothing. And he's probably the one player town have that you can do that certainly in the front line. Um, so he's, uh, he's been a massive miss this season. I don't think he would have, I don't think we would have been, I don't think they would have uh, been in the playoff picture with Karoma, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we would have been talking about relegation in any serious terms at any point either, if he had been fit. Um, but for, for my key player, um, Brady, I'm going for, um, I'm going, and I'm going to get pelters for this, but I am going for Danny Ward. Um, and, you know, I mounted a bit of, bit of a defence room on our podcast, but he got that goal last week off the bench. I think he's looked much sharper and, um, you know, I think uh, maybe it's one of those things where, as, as Dave said, where, if you're not in the ground and you're watching on TV, you don't see the constant runs he's making. But I thought even against Blackburn, he was sort of one of the best of a bad bunch. There are a couple of runs he made in behind. One of them, he sort of 
messed up the finish, but um, one of them he was he was effectively clean through on goal, and it was only because um, Lenehan hacked him down outside the box, just a proper professional foul. Nabi Sar versus card, that, wasn't it? it should have been, yeah. It was a Nabi Sar versus Preston. I'm just going to take him down before he gets into the box because I'm pretty sure he would have got in and scored there, and who knows how how the game might have gone if he had done, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, but it's not just him. Uh, it's uh, as we pointed out on the podcast, and I think I said in the conclusions as well. Town have scored six goals in their last five games, and he's been on the pitch for all of them. And he only actually started one of those games, so they scored once every thirty-six minutes with with Danny Ward on the pitch. And I think they have looked a, a better a better attacking outfit. I was about to say a better team. Um, I think they have looked like a better attacking outfit. With uh, with Danny Ward in the side, and after he got that goal, who knows? He might be uh, he might be raring to go and, and get another one and, and finish the season strongly. No, I'm I'm pleased you. I I picked Danny Ward last week, and I think I I was pleased for him to get a goal. Uh, I remember saying he was he was a good finisher because I remember when he signed, you talked about his stats, and I remember his time at Cardiff. You know, and the Cardiff fans missed him. So um, yeah, I got a few pelters when I said he was he was a good finisher. So um, I'm glad to. You know, he is. Him. I mean, the stats the stats bear it out, and uh, you know he's he's sort of been fighting a bit of an image problem all season because I, I don't want to go into it like too massively again because I think people have heard this from me a million times at this point, but I think people do remember him as a you know a, a, as playing out wide and out of position. Uh, and being a bit underwhelming but you know he I can understand sort of if you wanted to say well he's barely he's not played much for Cardiff he's mostly been playing off the bench is he a starting player I think that's a different argument but I don't think you can argue about his stats you know his his conversion rate his goals per minute rate um, he scores with both feet Um, you know he's effectively a two-footed player now Um, and you know he's he's he can take he's, penalties unlike a lot of other players for us this year. As well. Yeah, so he's. I think he has got a lot of of stick that is. You can't. You can have your own opinion on things, but you can't have your own fact to, to use a phrase that Gabriel Marcotti is is very fond of, and the factor there for Danny Ward's finishing rate. Um, whether you think he plays enough minutes, whether you think he should be a starter, whether you think he offers and you know enough else beyond that. Those are all separate conversations, but his finishing is is there to be seen if you dig into the numbers. I enjoyed your little plea to camera while you were saying that as well. That was very good. Is this going on um, YouTube then? Well, yeah, it is, but <laughs> what are you doing? We can barely see you. Get stop oh, slinking right, I'm in sat your chair. Back, I'm sat back in this chair listening to the to the please. Matt Shaw, end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hopefully it's not an indication of the performance to come. Who knows? We'll probably we'll probably be watching Derby Chef Wednesday, won't we? Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just be I'll just be, I'll just be in the stands at the Medeski. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's you can still watch what's it on the your scar, Stephen? What's going on? <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We will be. We will be. I mean, we're going to have to check the scores, aren't we? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we will move on to return to the Mac. I think if this goes ahead next season, Matt, we need to have a jingle by then. I've been saying it since week two. Get singing, mate, and I'll do it. Phil, Phil sing your song for us. So uh, let's, yeah, let's, we need to clip that. Um, yep. So everyone knows what it is. Former town player you'd bring back for this one-off game. Um, Matt, who would you bring back? How have you not got a jingle for that? Like the name is already a song. We, um, oh. I tried to get a couple of people to sing it. I got, I got Ian Dunn to say it and Phil Senior, but I needed three or four and I couldn't get any more. And then that, then it was going to be a case of doing the a karaoke version and then layering that over the top, but I didn't get enough return to the max yet. I hear but, a lot of criticism here, Steve, and not a lot of offering to sing it for us. Yeah, I'd say, well, Steve's not an ex-player, is he? So he can bollocks. I've, I've already <laughs> sung for you once this season, and that is, <laughs> one, that is once more than, than anyone needs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, he's had his singing quota for this season, but it's next season we're talking about, though, Steve. Exactly, mate. Yeah, can't but, get yeah out we might have to get... Um, we'll, we'll have to see going forward, won't we? And... Uh, but yeah, who was who was it first? Sorry, it, it was you, mate. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah. So uh, for me, my return to the Mac for this game, I am going to uh, pick. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to pick Christopher Schindler because um, I think it's. I, I would say that in terms of being a Huddersfield fan for now, longer than Brady's been on this planet, which is really shameful. Uh, there are not really that many genuine. There are a lot of cult heroes. A lot of. A lot of personal heroes, you know, and um, that that come along uh, at Huddersfield. We've, we we speak to a lot on the podcast, which is amazing. Uh, but there's not many proper legends uh, who really achieve something extraordinary at the football club. And one man, who, you know, took us to extraordinary levels. And and you know, uh, well, what not one man, but one man was the the final kick behind that. And he sadly won't play this weekend. And I find it really sad that. A, a real legend and he's still you know a real Huddersfield town football legend and this is definitely how he should be revered you know when when he leaves the football club um and it sounds likely he will be leaving this summer Christopher Schindler he and it, I just find it a real shame that due to COVID and everything that he will not get the goodbye that he deserves and for me my return to the Mac would be Christopher Schindler in front of you know a roaring cowshed loyal giving a final farewell because he deserves nothing less than a lot of love and respect from Huddersfield fans and what he get, what he's given to this football club over, you know, the five years or so he's been here, you know, he, he came in, he was, he was excellent in 16, 17, scored the winning penalty, gets promoted player of the year, both times in the premier league. I still remember going to the Emirates when we got hammered by Arsenal um, and the Arsenal fans on the tube afterwards going, 
you're not a terrible side, but I'll tell you what, that Christopher Schindler would look great in our side. And he was genuinely excellent in the Premier League. And I'll fight anybody on a hill who says he wasn't. <laughs> and he, he, he was just him, Jonathan Hogg, Aaron Moy, the epitome of real, the real spirit that came in at the football club during, you know, 16, 17 brought by David Wagner. And, and he carried it through and he carried through a real burden of relegation as well. And you could see the pain that, you know, he went through uh, last season as well. But, I, I even think that people, because his standards were so high last season, I think people criticised him a little bit too much for that level because he's, because he set such high standards. And I thought he was fine last season, especially once Danny Cowley managed to sit him down and have a have a good chat. And I thought he he, he made a real contribution in keeping us up as well. So not only is this a guy, this the guy that took the winning penalty kick to get us promoted, he helped save us one, he's helped save us from relegation twice. Uh, oh, admittedly, you know, we went down once, but. You know, he is a real legend and I just find it incredibly sad that he won't get the farewell that, you know, he deserves. And, you know, I'll throw it out there now. Dear Threlfall Sykes, if you do listen to this, we want Christopher Schindler on a podcast with Andy Takes That Chance this summer. Make it happen. Return to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. There you go. There you go. And obviously, had a podcast named out of him, named after him for this Please, contract. Dave. So yeah. Please, make by it, the make way. It, yeah. Make it so. Um, I think very well said, Matt. Um we talk obviously last season wasn't great either, but I think the one of the highlights for me from last season was that picture of him and Hoggy hugging each other after the West Brom game. I think um, that that just, I don't know, it just warms my heart. Does that? So um, well said. He, I would have him back. Yeah, he, he finished the season really. You're absolutely right. He finished the season so strongly last year, and I know the results were were not great, but they got a lot of draws um, in that spell, um, and. As we've sort of found this season, if you can't score, then at least you want to keep things tight at the back. And he was absolutely uh, immense in that run. And obviously, you know, I've just mentioned that because everyone already knows about the, uh, you know, what went before. But yeah, I would uh, I would back that up, Matt. Um, and if you hadn't already picked him, I might have been tempted to do the same cheat myself. Yeah, it was too well. It was going to be Aaron Moy, and then I thought, do you know what, Schindler's got to. So I've, I've been going on about Aaron Moy for so long, and I've never had a chance to pick him. And then Brady gave me carte blanche at the start, and I thought, right, today's the day. But you can't. I think it's, it's very, very appropriate. Okay, I'm going to chuck mine in then because I think that's going to win. Um, I was going to pick Andy Booth, but I'm going to go for Jason Davidson because it's not going to win. <laughs> is that is that just it? That's your yeah, whole Jason, reasoning. It's a fold. It's an absolute fold. Jason Davidson. Jason Davidson. I'm going out on Jason Davidson, who I remember um, was very good on FIFA, was town's best player, if you kept playing him. Out of all Outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, so that's Outrageous. Says, says it's a surprise. It'd be great if you could actually get Ugg boots for him to wear on the pitch on FIFA, because that's pretty much sums Jason Davidson up, didn't it? Oh, well, I have a lot he of fond memories boot. of alternate... He loved Ugg boots, Stephen, that's the... <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fond memories of alternate Jason Davidson and FIFA. You know, he helped me achieve many great things. So that's why he's in. Didn't go down Steve. well in Huddersfield, did that? Top knot, Ugg boots. And then he went and blabbed that. He was that. like our star player to, the, you know, the main Australian soccer. The What's it called? Australian soccer thing they've got down there. Is it World Game or something? One of their main publications down there. And he was like, oh, I'm on free kicks. I'm on this. I'm the best player at Huddersfield. And it came back up here and everyone's like, what the hell is this? It's like, what, what an absolute like a, Like a lad who's like gone to summer camp. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm the most, I'm yeah. most, uh, most popular lad at my school. I've got a girlfriend. Jay from the in-betweeners, isn't it? You know. She lives in Canada, you wouldn't know her. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But she's really fit. She's a model. So um, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. I mean, maybe, I mean, his name's Jay. Maybe it's based in-betweeners, on... In-betweeners, yeah. Yeah. 
none yeah. between us for him. I wonder what I have to be careful with saying that then. Uh, we've never Googled on live on the pod, and I think we'll save it, but I, I'd be intrigued to see what he's doing now. I wonder if he's still playing. Jason Davidson is out of contract this summer. Um, and when, you know, in the in the case of bringing back X players, you know, well, there we is look, a possibility. Because we, <laughs> we do need a, another left back this summer. Um, or potentially need a bit left back this summer. But, you know, hopefully we don't take this bringing players back too seriously and he stays uh, wherever he is now. It's, I think he was in Holland at one point, but I think he's gone elsewhere now. Well, if the club are listening, I'm not sure if they are, I'd say do it because, you know, like... <laughs> just for the outrage on Twitter. Do it. Just for, just for Make social it happen. media. <laughs> anyway, Steve, who are you picking? Super, super Trev, super, super Trev, super, super Trev, super Trevor Chalaba. No one ever chanted that because doesn't scan three syllables in Chalaba. <laughs> needs to be two. You've got me singing. There you go. No, Trev was uh, much maligned last year. I think got a lot of um, of stick that he often didn't deserve. He had, he started he started quite well for town and then he had sort of a bad spell in October last season and it took him a while to recover from it. But I think by the end of the season, fans were sort of won over by him. Um, not least because he had that spell after Danny Simpson left, uh, filling in at right back and putting in some of his best performances of the season in a position he'd, I think Danny Calder said he played once before in a youth game. So um, no, he was, uh, he was a, a good player, was, was Trevor Chalaber. He was, um, to look at him, you'd think he would be, uh, you know, because he was six foot three, something like that, that he would be physically imposing. And But he wasn't. He was a, a, a sort of a classy touch on the ball. And at his best, he could play defence splitting passes. Was it Swansea or Birmingham? I think it was Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham. He played the, a fabulous ball in behind um, for, for Fraser Campbell, I think it was, who, who scored from it. And, um, yeah, I think his versatility, and we've said sort of from the start of the season, Matt, Trev would look right at home in this um, Carlos Gorbrand style. Him playing as that sort of Alex Vallejo role, uh, where you're either your sort of the, the ball playing number six or you're slotting into the back three, I think would have been absolutely tailor-made for him. Um, and uh, and he could have done a job if Pippa, well, we know Pippa's not playing this weekend, Gorbrand's told us. Um, then Trev could have filled in uh, at right back. But the other thing is he was excellent in both games against Reading last season. So. It's easy to forget he was only 20 as well. For this last yeah, season. yeah. So, Playing back yeah, three I, as well. Yeah, exactly. So we'd have him back, uh, I'm sure, or at least I would. But, yeah, um, I, would, I, would, I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there we go. Lovely stuff. Um, so there's no fan insight this week um, because you couldn't be bothered, could you? Well, <laughs> I have to. I have to, do, I have to do so much for this. So um, no, I, I. To be honest, I knew this would ramble on because um, chickens on Andy, it. Yeah. Well, no, no, because we're on it, mate. Um, sure. But also, I think if we're not that bothered about the game, I didn't think a Reading fan would be. <laughs> well, that's so, true. So we will move on uh, to your other coach. Um, oh, I'm just getting a notification through on the phone live, live as we're talking um, from Huddersfield Town, which says the club are delighted to announce that an agreement has been reached with Stephen Chicken for him to become our new head coach ahead of the oh. Reading match. Um, Steve, obviously we've got your live opinion now. Um, my first question, uh, what is your match day attire? How are you going to be on the touchline? And tell me why you've gone through it. I'm wearing my chinos now. So this is embarrassing. There you go. For those watching on YouTube, um, so I couldn't stick with that because you can't 
you don't want to be seen as just imitating the person who um, who went before you. Um, I mean, like the coach we have now who crouches like uh, someone else. Vs Boas. <laughs> well, he does a little bit of um, yeah. <laughs> but carry on. Okay. This is I'm, not sure what you, I'm not sure what you're getting at there, Matt. <laughs> Cut this out. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, he's... Um, okay, attire. No, I'm not a tracksuit manager. I'm not a man who is made to wear tracksuits, so it's uh, it's it's your bog-standard open-collar suit for me. Okay, nice. What colour suit, or would it differ? I mean... Yeah, probably a blue. I like a blue jacket, similar similar to Carlos. Um, but I do like a I do like a blue jacket. But I would not pair it with the cream chinos. Not at this time of year. It, it looks like it's going to rain. So mm. um, a darker trouser and uh, just a standard brown loafer. Solid. Would Would you go for the club badge? You know, club jacket. No, no, I think that looks nice. Too try to hard. Be honest. Yeah. I think it. I think it looks good for like club staff. But I think for a manager, it looks a bit naff. Yeah. It's very Pep. Do you remember when he had the Man City logo on Oh, yeah. His Castrol GTX jacket. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, you are in charge, Steve. Um, Maybe they should do that because it is a dead rubber. Put you in charge. You're going down there anyway. So, Um, But what's your lineup for this game and who are you bringing in? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I'd play Dwayne Holmes in central midfield um, for a start. Um, I think Hoggy. Uh, I'd give Scott High a go in centre mid as well. I, I think I'm inclined to sort of pick the kids and I, I wouldn't risk players who have sort of recently come back from injury. I mean, obviously, we're sort of guessing. I'm sure the club wouldn't risk players unless they were sort of, you know, relatively sure they're going to get through it. But personally, I think I'd be wrapping up Josh Gromer in cotton wool until... Um, until end of June when they report back for training. Um, so I'd give Sorba Thomas a go, Danny Ward. Uh, who else is in my front three? Rolando Aarons. Uh, I've got High Holmes. Um, we've got High Holmes. You did, you did um, that on purpose, didn't you? No, I didn't actually, but <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? Um, who else am I having alongside High and Holmes? Can't have Vallejo, he's out. Uh Ah, oh, why not have Hog? Then we can have Triple H. Um, Good pedigree that midfield. <laughs> yeah, a lot of authority. Um, yeah. the, and then the fullbacks are the difficult ones. Um, I'm leaving Lewis on the bench because I'm similarly, he's in the cotton wool as well, but he's at least on the bench for me. Um, Brian Schofield. Uh, I'd give Rams a go, even though he struggled against Zhao last time. Um, Romani Edmonds Green, um, Tommy Elphick. I'd quite like to see Tommy Elphick get a game just because it'd be nice for him to get a, another game. Um, we've got Stephen Hart, we've got David Hartrick on here all of a sudden. It'd be more <laughs> I know. Into... Well, he's not <laughs> played, yet. Hartrick almost <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not played for like 19 months, and it would just be yeah. personally, it'd just be nice to see him, um, get a game because it doesn't matter, does it? So um, just for him personally and how hard he's worked to get back and um, I'd like to see him play. And then I guess Jaden Brown, D'Amico Dehaney, give him one last chance to um, to try and play for a contract and mount a case that they should be the backup fullbacks next season. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump in, Matt, if that's okay. I'm the nod suggests yes. Uh, I've gone 4-3-3. 
Uh, I was going to, I've put Elphick in after you said it. Why not? Doesn't matter. I think it'd be good for him personally. Put Stearman in as centre-back as well, because um, don't know what's happening with him and his contract, but um, I think he's been good behind the scenes. So he deserves a start based on that. Gone for Brown, because, uh, again, well, Toffler's not going to play anyway, and uh, why not if we've got nothing to lose? Uh, I know Coverin's not the biggest fan of him. Got Reg. Uh, I've kept... Um, oh, I'm, you say, see, you've said Holmes, and I, I am a... You know, I... I think Holmes would be good in centre midfield and he needs to be given a run there. So I'm going to go Hog, Holmes and Iting. And then I'm going to go Rowe, Ward and Aarons because I agree, I think you've got to keep Karoma safe uh, at least until next season when he, if he gets injured again and then we all panic. So uh, that's my lineup. Um, actually, I'm going to take Schofield out and put Luttweiler in because he's probably not going to stay, is he? So why not give him a game? There we go. Matt, your team. Yeah, I've got Ryan Schofield in goal. Um, just just keep the same old. I've got Romani Edmonds Green at right back. Uh Nabisar, pick Nabisar again, just for consistency. Uh I've actually put Christopher Schindler at centre back, whether he's on a in a wheelchair or on crutches, just roll him out. He can't be any slower than the other two. Just get him to kick uh, off and then take him off. Yeah, and then take him yeah. off. You know, it's like that like the Americans do. Uh obviously that's not realistic. So, you know, I don't really care who partners Nabisar at We've the back. We've got five subs. Yeah, whatever. Make it happen. Excuse Make it, it happen. Yeah. Schindler kick off and take him off. Uh, Critchlow. I've actually gone for Romani Critchlow at left back. Um, I think he's underused this year. Uh, Critchlow. I think. I think to be honest, some of his early performances are a bit overstated. Um, in in some in some form. Uh, but I think he's a decent young player and he's out of contract this summer. And I think it'd be a shame to uh, wave goodbye to him. Uh, to be honest, because I think there's a lot there. But I actually think he's more suited to left back currently than what he is centre back. Um so I would I would pick him there just to see how he performs basically as as food for thought for uh, for the future. I've picked Hogg in defensive midfield, although I wouldn't argue if Scott High went in there if they wanted to do that. Uh Iting, possible farewell. I'd, no one knows what's happening next season. Lewis O'Brien, again possible farewell, who knows, with rumors here and there. Uh I've got Rolando Aarons on the right because I want to see what he can do because at the minute you would say is is it a hit or miss signing Rolando Aaron's and you know taking the injuries into account you certainly couldn't call it a hit could you at the minute but you know so I want to see what he's got uh I would pick Josh Caroma on the left just because I want to watch the game and be excited and he excites me watching Huddersfield Town more than anybody um and Danny Ward I've got Danny Ward up front as well as uh, so the Sonogo experiment for me just can't quite get fit enough yeah yeah I don't I don't mind him but I would prefer to see Danny Ward because Danny Ward's obviously more likely to be involved next season, and, and that's uh, that's mine. Four three three. The Sonogo experiment sounds like a, a difficult second album, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I think he served his purpose, didn't he? Like he, it's a prog, prog rock group from the nineteen seventies, I think, is the Sonogo experiment. <laughs> you if think it's he not? It's going to be. Too. Yeah, if it's going to be. Well, you're playing on the Alan Parsons, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No contract for Sonogo, Steve. You think uh, think he's done done his job? Um, I don't know. I, don't, I genuinely, I don't know what is going to happen with Sonogo or Nias. Um, but oh, yeah, um, Nias. well, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm not surprised he's not played. So um, no, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, but I don't know. I I think if he does go, though, I think he's. I don't think he's, you know, going to be sort of go down in town folklore or anything. But I think those sort of those games that he played uh, when he first came in against the likes of Birmingham and 
um, and Cardiff, although he missed the penalty. He was quite instrumental in helping town play a different way. Um, so in that regard, you know, that was in that middle of that run as well, where they, they picked up a, a few points. So, yeah, um, I don't think he's been brilliant or anything, but I think he did the job they brought him in to do, which fair enough. I mean, I was really pleased when we signed him because he scored the worst hat-trick of all time against Benfica in the Emirates Cup. And I just think I want that man at my club. Anyway, we have, uh, before we move on to our score predictions and close off this long, rambly podcast, uh, we've partnered up with FanHub. Uh, So we mentioned it a couple of times recently on the preview pod, uh, but it's an app that allows you to prove your loyalty as a fan and get recognised for it. Um, some of you are already on there. Uh, I've not checked the leaderboards, but I tend to do quite bad because I'm a typical fan who thinks he knows everything. And then by by this app, it's not it's proven it's not the case. Um, but you can predict your lineup on there. So we predict our lineup. Why don't you predict yours for this game uh, and see if you get some right? Get it get it right. You can listen to our podcast on the app and you get points for that as well. Um, and you can read like Terrier Spirit. You can check other. Uh, what the Reading fans are saying about this game. So, um, yeah, it's free, so why not download it? Was that was that a good plug, Matt? Solid plug? Yeah, better than mine, yeah. That's decent. Lo- lovely stuff. Uh, and before we end this podcast, we will end on our score predictions. Uh, Steve, how do you see the game going? And what's your score prediction? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, it has been a very end-of-term feeling to this podcast, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I-, I think Town... We'll win. Why not? <laughs> Let's go with the win. Uh, 2-1 to town. Are you going to have any interesting scorers, any interesting events, dog on the pitch, anything like that? Um, what, in Berkshire? Hey. Oh. Yeah. Um, Danny Ward to score a goal. Well. Danny Ward to score. <laughs> Lewis O'Brien to score. <laughs> If you're not watching, pull it on together, YouTube, Brady. Come on, man. If you're not watching on YouTube, Steve just pulled a face of absolute disgust to me there. So uh, that's that's one for you for you proper fans. Matt, it is a pro. It is appropriate actually that a dog's least favorite team would be Leeds. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Matt, come on, scoffing it. So we, I, I'm, I'll be amazed if this actually gets put out. Anyway, Matt, what what are you going for? 2-0 Reading. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, care to expand on that? No? Uh, I just think it's end of season. Who scores first will probably win the game and I don't think anyone will care either way. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think their front four is decent. And we struggle to create chances. So I'm going to hedge my bets and say 2-0 Reading. Although, could be any score, couldn't it really? Yeah. Uh, I think I've done a classic, whoever scores first. I think if Reading score first, I think it's going to be like Millwall last season, 4-1. Uh, I think if we score first, 1-0. So we're not going to win either way. What happens if we score second? We're still losing or? Well, yeah. First and second, obviously. Oh. Oh. Well, um, then it can't be one all, can it? No, but we're going to lose or draw. That's the this is this that's, is rubbish. Just end it. That's <laughs> end almost how games of football are played. A team wins, loses, or draws. Should we, the match. The, should we get the board games out, lads? Yeah. <laughs> Put a video on. I've got so I've got Tom Bradshaw's Trump top Trump town Trumps here. We can always go oh, for. Oh, <laughs> I never got. I never got a set of them. I'll. Uh, yeah, they're no, still for sale. No, I think they. Uh, I think they all sold out, didn't they? If anyone wants to sell me a pack of them, get in touch. 
Got Vic Metcalf. There you go. Look. Oh, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, let's. This hasn't been a top podcast, so let's end it. Um, anyway, thanks to everyone who's listened to the warm up this season. Um, it's been it's been difficult at times to talk about town, um, but thanks to everyone for tuning in, and thanks to everyone who's been a guest. And um, we'll be back next season. So yeah, enjoy the time off away from Huddersfield, and we'll all come back fresh, raring to go. Pre-season starts now. See you later. See the- oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017. Shinder scored. It was a heavy dream. What a feeling. What a night. Oh, what a night. Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in George's Square did see What an evening, what a night Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks And a fan Commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe in mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge oh what a night Oh I Got a funny feeling when he walked an fence and then the commentator yelled, he takes our chance. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.